When you work in educational leadership, you don't get off at five o'clock. Your mind is always on the clock, thinking of ways to solve problems for your students, parents, and teachers. On the Clock is your go-to podcast to learn valuable insights from education leaders across the United States. I'm your host, Todd Dallas-Lamb, former White House appointee to the U.S. Department of Education, and we are now On the Clock. Welcome back to On the Clock. I am your host, Todd Dallas-Lamb, and today we are thrilled to have our first superintendent and parent combo interview today. Uh, my guest is, a, is an old friend, Dr. Aaron Spence from Virginia Beach Public Schools. He's been the superintendent there for, uh, since, uh, is it 2014, Aaron, that you started? That's right, 2014, you got it. And, and that is your hometown, Virginia Beach. How cool is it that you, uh, you are working uh, in the same district where you really grew up and went to high school? Yeah, it's cool. I love, uh, love the opportunity to come back and serve the place where I grew up. And, uh, you know, you, I, I've had a lot of fun with you over the years um, uh, on, on all manner of topics. I didn't know you were a serious student at UVA, and I also didn't know that you studied French at UVA. What, what took you to that course? Uh, well, you know, I was really uh, good at two things in school. One was one was French and, and one was math. And so I started out as an engineering student and decided that wasn't for me. And the only other thing I could think to do is study French. <laughs> are you still are you still speaking French fluently? And and how often do you get to use it? Uh, so I can uh, read and, and listen fluently speaking. I've, I've lost a little bit of vocabulary, um, but I do get back to Paris every now and then. And when I do, it comes back to me in a couple of days. With with you today is a, a parent from your district, Sarah Cummings. Uh, Sarah, thank you for being on the show. We really appreciate it. You are our first parent on the on the Clock podcast, uh, and we want to dive into a specific program called Project Search um, that is really unique uh, if with with and for the special education community. Um, but first, I want to dive into a little bit of that history. Um, your district, Aaron, is about sixty seven thousand students, and I believe you serve about. Eight to ten thousand uh, families that actually serve in the United States uh, Navy uh, it, it, that has a big footprint into your district. Yeah, it's actually a little bit bigger than that. It's actually about twenty percent of our students. So wow. closer to closer to eighteen thousand students. I can only imagine like you have um, a lot of things that you have to deal with that a lot of superintendents around the country don't. You have uh, service members that are out there, and you're you're supporting their children in the classroom. But if you know tragedy happens as will sometimes happen in the military. Uh, you have to be there as a resource for, for that kind of, uh, for help as well. Don't you? We do. We have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of supports and partnerships with the military. Um, we have really wonderful, uh, programs for our military students and our military families. It's something we're really attentive to and proud of in Virginia beach. And, um, you know, we've got military family life counselors at most of our schools uh, we work very closely with what are called our school liaison officers who are stationed at, you know, we have uh, three installations within the city proper. And then, of course, we're right next door to Norfolk Naval Station, which is the largest naval station in the world. And we've got uh, school liaison officers at each of those who who really help us um, and help our families integrate into our school division. That's great. So one of the programs that's really intriguing uh, when when I talk to superintendents about being on the podcast, I always I always lead with like, what are you excited about? Um, what is it that you'd love to share with other superintendents around the country? And and Aaron, you uh, you 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 immediately told me about Project Search. And before we we dive into to Sarah's personal experience with that program, give me a little bit of an overview on Project Search. 
Yeah, well, I'll say this. One of the reasons that I, I think it's important to talk about is because so many school divisions, and, and sorry, in Virginia, we call them divisions, but so many school districts around the country serve military children. When I was down in North Carolina, we were adjacent to Fort Bragg and worked with those students as well. So, so there are opportunities in everything we do to really support these students who are such an integral part of the military mission in our communities. And um, Project Search is incredible. If you if you go online and you read about them on their website, they're a national organization. And, and really what it is, um, their goal is to help young people with significant disabilities find success in employment. And so it's all about transition. It's all about um, having the opportunity to work and to uh, develop the skills needed to make that transition as they come out of our schools. And um, we are very proud of Project Search. We are the Navy's first uh, project search partnership right here at uh, Naval Station uh, Oceana, which is the East Coast Master Jet Base, and uh, couldn't be more proud to be that first partner with the, with the Navy, given our, our long and proud history of supporting those families. Is, is Project Search its own unique entity, and they partnered with the Navy? And then the so Navy they are a national organization that partners with school districts and other organizations to take to help students with significant disabilities transition out of the school division and into employment. Uh, they've got a number of partnerships across the country, and we just happen to be the, as I said, the very proud first partner with the, with the Navy. They do also have other military partnerships, uh, but we were the first one with the Navy. We will link uh, in the notes section of the podcast to the Project Search uh, site. Um, and I, I wanna bring in now uh, a consumer of, of Project Search, Sarah Cummings, a parent uh, of a, her, her daughter, Delaney, at Virginia Beach Public Schools. Um, thank you for being on the show, Sarah. Tell us a little bit about how you were approached um, and how you found out about Project Search. Thank you, Todd. I uh, honestly can't recall who it was who brought it to our attention, but Delaney was uh, in her transition years. Um, she was post high school technically, but still eligible to receive public school services until she was 22. And so we were actually encountering um, new agencies that were going to help with that transition. And so I think it was either her teacher or someone who um, brought it to our attention that this was a new program that she might be able to apply for. Um, and it turned out that she met all the checks in the blocks and uh, it was perfect timing for her to transition. And what, what year did she start the program? She started uh, last year, 2021. And then she's graduated. And what walk me through, um, uh, you know, how she enjoyed it initially. I mean, it, joining anything, whether it's, uh, you know, a club or anything can sometimes be stressful. Was it a, an easy transition into the uh, program? For her, it was perfectly timed because it was her last year of eligibility as a student with public schools. Um, she had already done three years of, of this transition program in her high school, and that was giving her some work experience. But um, actually, with COVID, it, that made it, it, it limited what she was able to do out in the community. So she was ready. She was ready to get out and do something new. And... Um, make that transition into adulthood. And, and we weren't as ready as parents, I would say, um, just because <laughs> it's scary leaving the public school system. Um, but she, uh, she was okay with it. She was, she's pretty, 
change. Um, she's open to change and, and responds pretty well to it, which a lot of kids with disabilities do not. A lot of people with disabilities do not. Is When you say that um, she checked a lot of boxes, walk me through some of those boxes. It sounds like one of them was she's comfortable with change. She's comfortable with change. She, um, one of the requirements was that um, it, it was expected to be a one-year program. And at the end of it, um, the expectation is that the person would be eligible to apply for a competitively paying job. And um, so she, since she was going to be transitioning out of public schools anyway, that would be perfect for her. Um, also having access to a military base in some form or fashion, she didn't have to be a dependent um, of a military service member, but obviously she is. So that was helpful. Um, and, and I think just her readiness to, uh, to take on work and something new that was outside the school system. What, so what's Delaney doing now? What, what, what was the job that she funneled into? She funneled into, uh, she was asked to apply for and was accepted to be a sales associate at the Naval Air Station Oceana Navy Exchange Yep, I, in their consumables department. <laughs> it's a big mouthful. So I, I, I'm wearing my Navy shirt today. I, we sponsor, my wife and I have been sponsoring Naval Academy midshipmen for 22 years now. Uh, had a few of them on my couch uh, last week. Uh, as they were getting ready to go back into the Naval Academy. And uh, the, the the Naval Academy store is one of the great um, retail ex uh, experiences you can ever have. It's like the most patriotic buying thing you can do. What a cool job for Delaney. And Aaron, um, how many other students uh, participated in this program uh, in the last year? And how did COVID affect uh, how that program uh, has changed since we were back in schools now? Yep, so we actually had eight students who participated in the Project Search program along with Delaney. And um, it's actually pretty cool. You said you were going to put the Project Search site up. If you go there, they have an article about our first graduating class because they were I saw that the very morning. first graduates to uh, to come out of, out of this program for us. So it's brand new. Um, and, you know, as um, Sarah mentioned, what, what, we, what we really did was we had our special education coordinators who really are familiar with the students in our schools and um, knew who the students were who probably would be successful in the program. And as, as um, coming said, it really comes down to, I mean, I think, you know, she talked about the boxes that they check in terms of you have to be, for, for a, a partnership with the military, you have to be able to get onto the installation. And um, yeah, of course you have to be open to change, but there's more to it than that. You know, you have to be comfortable around other adults. You have to be able to, uh, work with people to resolve conflicts. I mean, there's some skills that, that 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 these students learn while they're there, but they have to have kind of a predisposition to those skills anyway. So some, a pretty special group of kids. And I got to tell you, um, you know, one of the reasons that we reached out um, to, to talk about Delaney with, with Ms. Cummings, uh, she just is inspiring when you talk with her and she shares her experiences and, and who she loves and what her favorite things were to do at the installation because she didn't just do one job. She actually worked across a number of different parts of the installation. Um, and to talk about those and who her supervisors were and what she learned is it's an incredible, it was an incredible experience to be able to learn from, from Delaney about how project search was impacting her life. And, and of course, uh, you know, you could tell Mrs. Cummings and the passion that she has for it and what she was able to share with us as well. So we're really proud of the program. Well, Sarah, you know, it's an observation that I've made over the years is that, um, 
If you want to find somebody that can sink their teeth into uh, an issue or a project, uh, find me uh, the mother of a special needs student. Um, they are the most uh, incredible advocates um, for their for their kids. Um, they are the and they're the most dogged um, parents for getting what they want. I mean, is is that uh, is that an inspiring group of people to be around when you're in the audience of of fellow moms and dads that uh, have have special needs students? Absolutely. Um, but that sort of raises a point that is part of what made Project Search really helpful for us is that as having been so used to being an advocate for Delaney, um, it, it's a period of time to get her up to speed on advocating for herself. So really, this Project Search year was about that and letting us feel comfortable with her taking the reins on being her own person and being uh, an employee and us not being part of that in any way, shape or form. And that was probably the biggest part of the transition. And I know other parents have said this as well, that um, we have been amazed at what these young people have been able to do and, and recognize now how we were sort of limiting them in some ways because mm -hmm. of not really letting them take those reins. So it, it, it was a real growth experience for not just the kids, but for us. Uh, I think it's fair to say that we, as a country uh, in education, and Aaron, I'd love your thoughts on this. I don't think that applies just to special education parents. I think we, we are um, naturally, we limit what we think our kids are capable of accomplishing uh, all across the education spectrum. I think kids are, uh, by and large, many of them are, are bored. Um, and and the, the more you heap on their shoulders, you, we'd all be amazed at what they can do if, if, if we just allow ourselves the ability to trust that they can handle it. Yeah, you know, we talk about this all the time. Children, kids rise to the expectations we set for them. So if we set high bars, we know that they will rise to those high bars. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I remember this, this great story I heard one time about a woman who took her, her uh, grandson out to a basketball court and he had the basketball and he kept shooting at the hoops and he kept missing and missing and missing. And she really wanted him to have the experience and the joy of hitting the basketball and you know, getting the basketball into the hoop. So she went to pick up a trash can and she was going to bring over the trash can and have him shoot into the trash can. And she said it, but I stopped myself because I realized if I was letting him shoot into the trash can, he'd stop trying to get into the goal. And, and I think a lot of times we do that. We want to lower the bar because we have compassion or empathy for a student who struggles. But the reality is we have to keep the bar high and then build the supports under our kids to, to thrive. And a program like Project Search does exactly that. It's a high bar for students, and it layers all kinds of supports for those students to be able to make that transition. And, uh, you know, Ms. Cummings, you were exactly right. One of the other parents who, who spoke at, at one of our uh, luncheons really hit that home for me when he said that, you know, he had spent all of his life viewing his job as having to protect his child because of his differences but that what he realized was that he had really missed the boat and that he needed to let his child go out into the world and really show off what he was capable of doing. It was a very touching, uh, touching moment. It's, you know, the baby birds got to learn to fly, right? At some point, yeah. hard. You know, we talk about, you know, it's roots and wings, Todd. <laughs> you want to, you want to grow lo long roots for your kids, you know, really help them get their feet firmly established on the ground, but then you got to give them wings and let them fly and show you what they can do. Um, so, if I'm a superintendent listening to this, Aaron, uh, it sounds like you have, um, with the Navy, you have a built-in program for jobs, a huge installation, multiple ways in which students can, can 
can be civilian workers in a military complex. Any sense of what what other ways Project Search is is using um, different districts in different ways that don't have military institutions? You know, I don't know as much about it. I know sort of offhand that they work with other organizations and other communities that are not military. So if there's a large business in the community, Project Search will partner with the school district and then find similar opportunities for students to work with those organizations and learn job skills and learn to do those things like how to how to work with other people and solve conflict. And 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 then um, again, the expectation is students are able then to transition directly into employment. And what I do know, what Project Search is proud of is that very often the students are able to get jobs where they were working, which is really um, great. And we talk about that all the time. You know, when students do internships, uh, when students have the opportunity to go out and get workforce experience, and that's all of our students, um, you know, the employers get to know them and and start to understand, wait a minute, this 18-year-old kid really does bring something to the table I think I can hire them because it's funny when I go to, you know, the chamber and we talk about workforce needs, I always say at the end, well, hey, my kids are ready. Will you hire them? And they all sort of pause and go, I'm not sure I'm ready to hire a kid right out of high school. I'm not sure they have, you know, are they going to get up on time or do they know they're supposed to show up and, you know, get along with everybody? And I said, well, look, get to know them before they leave high school and you're going to be amazed by what they can do for you. I mean, in my own life, I mean, finding work that is motivating and something that you're proud of and, and, uh, and becoming uh, sort of a happy citizen in the United States of America. Um, I've been in moments in my life where I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, or maybe I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And, you know, I can't think of any greater uh, gift that a school district can give a student it, it, other than a roadway to success and happiness and, 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 and a mission, you know, and you're in a, you're in a military world down there where it's a mission driven uh, philosophy and, and what a cool thing that you're you're offering. How many final question on Project Search? How how many more next class are you going to do this coming year? You had eight before. Is it going to stay that around that same number, or are you going to increase it? Yeah, I, I think our goal is to keep it right around that same number. I think the number I heard was nine students that that we're going to be working uh, in Project Search this year. You know, it's um, it really is dependent upon how many resources we have both on on our side of the fence, because we do have adults who support them um, that work through the school division, our, our special education coordinators and our job coordinators. And then on the Navy side, they've got folks who also support them and supervise them as well, just as you'd have a supervisor in any job. So it comes down to kind of our ability to match those up. That's great. Sarah, before we started taping, you told me um, a, a cool story that your husband uh, was an advisor. He's a He's a retiring pilot. For the Navy, um, and he was an advisor on a certain show called Top Gun Maverick that I may have seen three times already. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be the only person who has you beat. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> what did you do? What did you do on the set? As an, I'm guessing, just advising on the intricacies of of pilot work. Uh, yeah, he was the first official Navy advisor. So even before the script was written. Uh, the director and screenwriter, original screenwriter, were um, he took them on field trips. They came to our house. He educated them about um, naval aviation in general. And one of their questions was, well, where can we get a working F-14? And he had to tell them there isn't one, at least not in this country. So um, it was a steep learning curve for them, but they they spent a lot of time together and uh, they're still in touch. He, he really 
did a lot of good work and then handed it off to some other people who took the reins and um, got that job done. It turned out to be a great show. So I, I mentioned uh, earlier in the show that I sponsor um, Navy midshipmen, and I one of my Navy midshipmen was a football player. In fact, I sponsored a lot of football players, and one was flying fl- flying helicopters uh, in San Diego, and they uh, you know they were filming the scene where they're playing football on the beach, and they needed some people that actually knew how to play football. And they brought in our mid, um, Doug Furman. I'll, I'll, I'll give him a plug. And, and the, the only thing they told him was, you can't tackle Tom Cruise very hard. <laughs> and so that was his only mission and uh, had the time of his life. And, and how cool is it to stick around after the movie and, and look for your, uh, you know, your loved one's name on the screen rolling down? I'm sure that's something you've done a few times. Yes, that's fun. That's great. And that's nice they gave him credit. Well, Dr. Spence, thank you so much for bringing Sarah Cummings on our show. She's our first uh, parent, uh, and what a great uh, first parent we've, we will have. It'd be a high bar for the next parent to reach. And as I mentioned to you earlier, Sarah, you won't be the last. Uh, we want to do more of these kinds of interviews where we're talking to really the consumers of education as well as those that are delivering it like Dr. Spence. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this conversation, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and find us on your favorite podcast platform. On the Clock is part of the Stratagos Podcast Network. To view the entire lineup of shows, please visit us at stratagosgroup.com. See you next time.